You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your co-host, Brian Brown, kicking off the week for you with your daily source of University of Utah Athletics news, notes, updates, and the occasional random story. We have a loaded show for you today, a lot to break down from over the weekend. We'll start it out with a massive rundown of the running news victory over ASU Saturday on Senior Day. And corresponding with that news, the retirement of Donnie Daniels, who was the personnel director for the University of Utah basketball team. The Utes blow out the uh, the Sun Devils in, in what was never really a threatening game at all. We'll talk about that in depth, along with the impact of Donnie Daniels on the program currently, the program overall, and, and why maybe he decided that now was the time to hang it up. And we'll also review everything that happened this weekend with baseball volleyball, lacrosse, soccer, whatever else we can get to. We're going to break it down and talk to it, talk about it today with you here on the Locked on Utes podcast. As you know, it is time. Kick off the music for the Locked on Utes podcast for Monday, March 8th, 2021. Once again, thank you for joining me here on a Monday on the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Brian Brown, one of your illustrious co-hosts. The uh, the delightful Jacob C. Hatch is taking the the day off today to recuperate a little bit. He just went so hard this weekend on FCS football that he was massively hungover for today's show, and so he won't be joining me. That is not the case, Jake. Just had some other stuff to take care of, as always. But thank you, my Utah friends and family, for joining me today here on a Monday episode of the Locked On Utes podcast brought to you by Built Bar. You all know it. We all love it. We're going to talk a lot of Built Bar this month. The March Madness Built Bar bracket is is in effect. If you don't have a bracket during March for your product, are you even trying? I don't think you are. But we're going to jump right into it and talk about the big win over the weekend for the University of Utah basketball team, and, and part of the reason why this is a big win for the for the Utes is that it did lock down the seventh seed for them in the upcoming Pac-12 b- basketball tournament, and that will start on Wednesday. Pretty much every game but three will be broadcast on the Pac-12 network. If you don't have it, I apologize, but we're used to this by now. It's just how it is. Hopefully things will change down the road as they make a change in leadership. But Utah will be facing off against Washington. That game will tip off Wednesday, March 10th at 5 p.m. Again, on the Pac-12 network. That's important for the Utes because I think that's probably the best matchup of the first-round teams for the University of Utah. The other options would have been California, or the 8-9 matchup with Arizona State-Washington State. And I don't know if you want to play Arizona State again back-to-back after blowing them out on your home court. 
So the Utes will have a good opportunity to get a win against Washington team that did play terribly at the Huntsman Center, but then played well at home, shot well against the Utes, and split the series one-to-one. I do think it's a winnable game for the University of Utah. But as we've seen all season, that my predictions have basically been completely bizarro opposite world. I said on Friday, I don't know what to expect with this game. I think Utah probably is going to lose, which means that they'll likely win. And lo and behold, what did they do? They came and proved me almost prophetic. I won't say I won't go that far because to a degree, this has been a little bit predictable where they lose the games where you think they can win or they probably should win. And then they come out of nowhere and just dominate. And this was probably the best performance I think that they had all season long, uh, without a doubt, in, in scoring output. 98 points. Uh, missed the the hundred burger, and and I guess we'll forgive everyone. I was irate at the time that they did not score a hundred points. That obviously is a joke, uh, but it would have been fun to see. It was fun to see uh, things like Brooks King getting into the game, getting to score a bucket. That was great. I thought the energy overall from the, from the team was great. I thought that their execution was probably as good as we've seen all season long, and. It, I don't know what to say about that, to be honest with you. I, I, in theory, that's a good thing, right? Like, you want to see your execution improving from week to week. But we saw against Oregon State where they were just so up and down, and, and I think they really tried to get a win in that one, but just late in the game, suffered some really bad turnovers again, like we've seen so many times. And so maybe that was enough of a push to get him over the edge against Arizona State. Arizona State did not look like themselves at all. Uh, Remy Martin was just, I don't know if something was wrong with him, but he was just not good. Uh, I thought he would be a much more impactful player in that game. He'd been playing well up to this point, only scored eight points. Arizona State was not good overall, only shot 23% from the field, 37% from the field goal from the or excuse me 23 percent from three and 38 percent from the field only shot 50 percent from the free throw stripe and to be honest they looked like a team that didn't really want to be there from top to bottom I thought it was really classless there's only there's not really a better word to say it I thought it was classless the way that that Bobby Hurley was trash talking with Timmy Allen I at this level at the college level coaches have to be above that kind of stuff in the pros look all all, all all bets are off. Anything goes, in my opinion. If you feel like you can give your team the advantage by trash talking there, go for it. Because those are professional athletes and professional coaches making a massive amount of money to play that game with paid spectators and everything is a professional league. College is much, much different. These are still amateur athletes and you can debate all you want about the value of a scholarship or the value of an education. But at the end of the day, they are not receiving a paycheck the way that we all do for what they do up on campus. And for Bobby Hurley to sit there and to trash talk with Timmy Allen like that, just it made me feel like that program has kind of hit a wall perhaps. And, and we've talked all through the podcast lately about how the effects of COVID have just changed the, changed the game for everybody and, and how so many people have felt the impact of it. Uh, across so many different sports. Uh, Kyle Whittingham said some of the most revealing and honest commentary about the time with COVID 
throughout the season last year and how much of a struggle and how difficult it was for them to stay on track through it all. But I don't know if that's applicable here to the Arizona State situation. They have been hit a lot by it a lot. But regardless, I think the good news is the Utes added another end-to-end effort where they were just absolutely dynamite. Timmy Allen had 13 points. Mickey Antonin started off the game super strong for the Utes, had 15 points in 26 minutes. Uh, Al Fuego was, was his normal uh, Fuego self, six, 6 of 10 from the field, including 3 of 7 from the three-point range for 15 points. Uh, Brandon Carlson had some really, really good clutch shots early on his his stroke his his shot especially you know as as he gets further away from the basket it just looks so silky smooth and looks so good and he's shooting it with such confidence it's really good to see that so jackson benchley gets 17 minutes and, and put up four points that's always a good thing jordan carrier got five minutes uh riley batten uh you know uh, another solid output from him and and he's a guy that's really kind of transformed into if we can just get steady solid minutes out of him consistently that'll be a good thing lahat tune tune uh 9 points in 10 minutes that might have been his most proficient out outing all year long including including the three pointer um but utah was just lights out all game long they shot almost 40% from beyond the arc uh 60% from the field Really impressive effort from the Utes. Their 39 bench points was a big part of it, as were 12 fast break points and 48 points in the paint. I think a big reason for that was simply just they got out and ran, and I thought it was really good for them to do that. You know, usually it's it's Ian Martinez who's the one that's pushing the ball after every rebound. It, it kind of felt like Timmy Allen had taken the the baton in that respect and then Pella Larson a bit as well. And they had really made things happen in that regards, but it was just such a balanced effort. Uh, not a ton of turnovers for the youths, really just 10, uh, but they did capitalize off of every, almost every single Arizona state turnover. They had 18 points off of 12 turnovers for them while limiting the effects on the opposite end for Arizona state. And, Really, at, at halftime, the Utes were kind of pulling away, and then in the second half, it just became an absolute just dismantling. And good for the seniors in the program. Uh, the two guys that are considered seniors are, are Alfonso Plummer and, and Brooks King. I doubt the Plummer will come back. Come back. There's scuttlebutt that Timmy Allen will likely move on as well. And so it was good to see them leave their final regular season games with a win. I thought the energy for the, throughout the unit was just terrific. The The bench uh, energy was great. And it was just good to see the team close out a, a really up-and-down season with a really good victory because there's a lot of unknowns coming in the next few weeks, few months for this program. Uh, will there be a change at the head coach position? I know that a lot of Utah fans are very adamant that there should be one and that there is good reason to to make that pitch. Uh, there is also the all the other things that we've talked about in terms of you know budget deficits and, and trying to build some consistency with a very, very young team that was very impacted by the coronavirus and also impacted by the oh i guess we could say early departure of caleb loner um he's ended up being an absolutely phenomenal player 
you know, there are some people out there that think he should be the freshman of the year in the NCAA, but you can see how much Utah has missed his impact on the roster and what they probably expected to be getting in him because he was signed, he was committed. It was beyond, you know, it should have been beyond just the, the standard typical, um, yeah, we hope that he's coming. It, it was it was known that he was coming. You know, he was super committed, and, and for that to not go down, just a little bit disappointing. But it is what it is. Utah adapted. They moved on. And now they'll head to Vegas with a chance to get a win in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament. If they do beat Washington in that first game on Wednesday night, which I've learned to just never pencil in anything with this squad because you really just never know what's going to show up. Show up. They do have a pretty decent path if you continue on. They'll face USC, the number two seed, in the second round. USC will have a bye. That is a good USC basketball team, but it is also a USC basketball team that Utah has beaten before, and so you have to think that they would at least have a chance in that game. In my opinion, the good news is is that everybody in Utah's side of the bracket are teams that they can can compete with, and and they've been able to compete with all year long. I think the teams that... Maybe we look at as fans and as media that they would be scared of the Oregon's where Oregon seems to be the thorn in their side every single year. They clearly have struggled with Oregon State, uh, UCLA, another team that they were unable to get a victory against. They're all on the opposite side of the bracket. They'll eliminate each other. And so you wouldn't, in theory, see any of those teams unless you made it all the way to the championship, which is... I just think it's unlikely, but they do have a decent path to get there. It's USC, and then they would play the winner of of whoever wins between Stanford, California. We'll assume that Stanford will win that one. Stanford would then play Colorado. So the winner of Stanford, Colorado would play Utah. And in theory, those are two teams that Utah has beaten as well. Colorado, they beat at in Colorado. So it would make sense that they would be able to play with them in a neutral court game. Uh, Stanford, if Stanford were to be Colorado, I think would likely be the preferred matchup for the run and Utes, but hard to say with those kinds of things. But regardless, they do have a decent path to the championship, and they're coming off of the best performance probably of, of the season. So good momentum moving forward. We'll look to see how that pans out on Wednesday. That game again will tip at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, and the game will be on the Pac-12 Network. Just like the running Utes are bringing confidence to the court, Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in the line at the pharmacy, no bumping into your neighbor Bill, no seeing Brown Bear and Jake as they're walking up and down the aisles, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Process is simple. Just go sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. No complications with having to go somewhere or set an appointment or anything like that. Just go sign up, get it taken care of, and and get that confidence going back in your life. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, this is a great alternative. Their tablets are chewable. 
They're also made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. If you could benefit from a little extra confidence when it's time to perform, and listen, guys, who among us, right? Who among us? Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. All you have to do is pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month for free. Thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring the podcast. Blue Chew, go get that confidence, gang. With March Madness just right around the corner, we all know that we're going to be spending a lot more time on the couch. Make that time count in your favor, guys. Go to betonline.ag. Set up an account right now. Use that promo code locked on to get your 50% welcome bonus. Remember, we've got it all going on right now. NBA will be back in a week. FCS football is up and rolling. College basketball is in full swing. NHL, baseball starting up. You can even bet the awards, TV shows, reality TV, whatever it is. Real-time updated odds at Bet Online and props on almost anything you can imagine. There's no better time of year to get your bets in than the month of March with March Madness and all the fun props going on with that. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Just go to the website. That's betonline.ag. Enter that promo code locked on to get your 50% welcome bonus. So you give your $100, they give you $150 back, and then you turn that $150 into $300 just like that. You don't have to worry about the wife complaining about you sitting on the couch too much because you're going to be giving her extra money to go have fun with. Go now, sign up, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back to business now here on the Locked On Utes podcast. After a busy weekend in Utah athletics, for without a doubt, uh, some interesting news coming out uh, from the basketball game that Donnie Daniels was retiring. And I think some people might point at the timing and think that maybe he sees the writing on the wall with his staff. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Donnie was always – the plan was always for him to retire – once he left Gonzaga, I, I I think that the only reason that he came to Utah is because, and he said as much post game was that Utah held a very special place in his heart. He loved the people, he loved the city, he loved everything about it. He loved what they'd done at the program, and I think for him, it was a nice way to kind of put a finishing touch on on his career and a way to kind of tie things together. He'd been at, a, at Gonzaga for a very long time with Mark Few, and, and he's been an assistant coach at, at several destinations and had a ton of success. But, you know, he's gotten up there. He's got a son who's coaching now, his son Eric Daniels, who is a phenomenal young head coach. Excuse me, not head coach, but assistant coach up at Weber State right now. Uh, also a very talented basketball player here locally. I believe he won a state championship while at Highland, if I'm not mistaken. Um, very promising young up-and-coming coach, coach who's worked at, at UVU. Um, you know, Donnie's career has spanned across a lot of stops. He's been an assistant coach at UCLA, Gonzaga, Utah. Uh, he was a, the head coach at Cal State Fullerton for a time. And really, I think he came to Utah kind of as a favor to Larry Kay and to the athletic department to kind of help stabilize things as they were trying to make some changes and some transitions going through everything. One part about it is that Henry Martinez has never coached at the collegiate level before, and, and he is 
a coach that comes to Utah with a lot of experience. He was uh, the director and head coach of Pro Basket Academy in Costa Rica for 16 years. Uh, you know, coached at the high school and the professional levels uh, with the Co- Costa Rican national team. Uh, so he had plenty of coaching experience, but as I've tried to explain to people, both in conversation and as much as I can on this podcast, one of the most difficult transitions is for coaches who have not been coaching at the collegiate level to come into it and, and carry over the lifestyle of being a collegiate coach. It's the, the demand and everything like that is a lot heavier and weightier than I think people realize especially because when coaches talk about it, they talk about it so matter-of-factly. Yeah, you know, we put in 60, 75 hours a week, we recruit, we do this, we do that, blah, blah, blah. And, and I think some of the reasons that coaches downplay that is because they understand that nobody wants to hear them complain. They make great money doing what they're doing. They have a job that everybody wishes they had, and they get to coach basketball for a living. And I'm not going to lie that coaching is is more fun than anything else than anything else I've ever done. If you gave me an opportunity to go coach somewhere versus doing a podcast that actually you know paid a, a full time salary, that the, it wouldn't even be a question. I would go with coaching. There is a unique feeling and emotion and experience that comes with being part of an organization where every single individual is working towards the same goal. And that's winning, winning a championship, winning a title, winning whatever, you know, classification or, 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 you know, whatever it is that you're, you're working to win towards it's everybody is on board with that. And you don't really experience that as much in the private sector. So they downplay it for good reason, but I think a lot of it was Donnie trying to help Henry with a transition to being a collegiate coach. And he's just one more great voice to have in the room. He was a guy that could help out with the off the court stuff, especially with recruiting as you know, I, I think DeMarlo Slocum had been the guy for the university of Utah for quite some time in terms of, of uh, communicating and identifying uh, early on the talent that they were looking for. And so, so Donnie could help with that. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that has earned an opportunity to retire and, and spend some time with his family. That was, like I said, that was kind of his plan all along when he left Gonzaga and then this Utah opportunity came up. And I think he, I won't say that he felt obligated, but he felt like there was good reason to finish out his tenure there. And now he's done what he's done and he can move on. And, and the university of Utah is still in good hands in terms of what they're trying to do with recruiting. They've, they've attacked a different area by going over to Europe. And I think that has played some dividends for the program. Uh, You know, it's, it, they are opening up some inroads there. They've they've pulled some decent talent, but they also have some two local kids that they are uh, working with closely for this 2022 class. Um, Colin Chandler is is one that I am abs- I I just love his game out of Farmington. He doesn't have a ton of offers currently, uh, but he is going to blow up absolutely. He's a six four swingman, has a lot of just skill. Uh, incredible amount of twitch and wiggle for for a uh, a combo guard here locally. You don't see a lot of that. Um, some of the other guys that they've they've been in the game with, you know, Jackson Kohler is a big man out of American Fork. He's a four star rated recruit. He does have offers from elsewhere, but Jackson is especially intrigued by you know 
what Larry Kraskoviak has to offer and how he runs the offense through a big man and everything like that. And I do really like watching Jackson work in the low post. And along those lines, too, uh, uh, Bobby Clintman is a uh, Swedish small forward wing, um, 6'8", 190, that has kind of been under the radar, but his recruiting is starting to blow up. You know, Utah was one of his first offers. Now he holds offers from Kansas, Nebraska, Rutgers, San Francisco, Santa Clara, Virginia, uh, you know, so Utah was in early with him. We'll see how that goes, but he, he is a very talented prospect. Um, you know, and, and Dylan Andrews is another guy that, that Utah has looked at as well, point guard from Los Angeles. And so I think that's a lot of what you, what Donnie has helped the Utes do is, is transition away from where DeMarlo was kind of their primary, uh, primary source for a lot of it to where they could build and, and develop multiple relationships and and have a variety of guys to choose from because I think you know this is one of the rare cycles where there's a couple kids here in Utah that they really should be able to get and and I think if you can get Colin Chandler that's a massive land I think Jackson Kohler is a great prospect as well um, he's more of an old school back to the basket guy blah 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 but that's kind of the impact that Donnie Daniels, I think, has had on the program on the program as he's been here and as they move forward. It's been a transitional period for the University of Utah basketball team, and I think that's part of why so many people are frustrated is that this team should have had more opportunities to play in the NCAA tournament, and you shouldn't have to go through these transitional rebuild-type periods Um you know, like this, but at the same time, this is a program that after DeLon Wright and Kyle Kuzma and Yaka Pirtle all left, uh, it, it kind of tailspun a little bit with all the transfers and everything like that. And as they've been trying to write and balance the ship, I thought that bringing Donnie Daniels in to just have a, a great voice of experience, another guy to be in the room to help mentor Henry Martinez. I thought it was a great move and it was uh, great gesture on his part to come spend another two years at the University of Utah in a more off the court role, so it wasn't his time demanding and everything like that. So we could, you know, have a little bit more time to spend with his family. So good luck to Donnie Daniels. As always, thank you so much for everything that you've done for the University of Utah. Uh, he is a guy that I will especially remember I, uh, going to basketball camps growing up and and having him, you know, coach and everything like that and. Uh, you know, watching him pass on uh, all the wisdom and everything like that that he's learned has been tantamount to this community. And, and really, Utah is a basketball state that people don't recognize like they should. And it's it's unfortunate that the level of basketball at the high school level has not been promoted the way, you know, that it has elsewhere. But th- we love basketball in this state, and it should be the primary passion you know when you think about the number of basketball courts out there the number of people who play basketball the kind of basketball that we've all been raised watching where it's so fundamentally sound and everything like that and Donnie Daniels definitely becomes a rich part of that history as he decides to move on to retirement good luck to him it is March Madness and as you would expect Built Bar the best tasting protein bar in the market the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar is going to boost your March Madness fury with something of their own. It is Built Bar Madness. And we're going to have a daily matchup between Built Bar flavors. You can go to builtbar.com or 
or go to uh, at built underscore bar on Twitter and see what the matchups are every single day. Today's matchup for Monday, March 8th, apple almond crisp versus churro puff and peanut butter brownies versus raspberry. I'm going to put churro puff as a two seed versus the apple almond crisp as a 15 seed. This one should be a hands down victory for churro puff. Likewise, I'm going to say this is a four seed versus a 13 seed with peanut butter brownie going over the top of raspberry. Two of my favorites right there, peanut butter brownie and and churro puff. Uh, But make sure to go to builtbar.com or at built underscore bar on Twitter. Find out what the matchup is. Go vote. Get madness about it. There will be all sorts of good things going on uh, throughout the month. Most importantly, remember that the promo code is locked on 20 when you go to builtbar.com to purchase to get 20% off your next order. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and also who will uh, who will become the best tasting protein bar. I think the early money is pretty heavy on the uh, coconut brownie crumble. But we'll have to wait and see. You know, you never know. Maybe lemon almond cheesecake gets a nice path of the to the championship. Maybe we see an upset from the uh, churro puff. It's hard to say. There's there's uh, there's just so many good options out there too. So go to builtbar.com. Locked on twenty promo code to get that twenty percent off. Builtbar.com. That about wraps up our show for a Monday episode. But as always, we want to give you a brief recap of everything that went down over the weekend. Number nine, Utah Volleyball roars back to defeat Stanford 3-1. to one. Uh, You know, just a, a, a great effort from the Utah Volleyball team. Danny Drews was, again, outstanding with 19 kills, two aces and two blocks. Um, you know, I, I just – this team is fun to watch. They're really playing good volleyball, and – you don't have to be a genius. Uh, Sage Torres had another just tremendous game. Had 44 assists and 18 digs uh, to help lead the Utes. Their next matchup is going to be on March 12th at UCLA. That will be at 3 p.m. on the UCLA live stream. Uh, you can catch that on the Pac-12 network. And there's also a link there on the UtahUtes.com website if you need to see it. But tune in. Watch the team. It's a lot of fun to watch. They got back on the winning track again. Uh, by defeating Stanford three to one, um, so great win for the for the Lady Utes, the Spiking Utes, I guess we'll call them. If you have a better name suggestion, hit me up with that. Of course, at Brown Bear SLC on Twitter. Uh, but you know, a great win for them, and and really one of the few units to to get it done this weekend. So congrats to them. Uh, Utah baseball struggled on the road at Arizona State. We kind of thought that maybe that would be the 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 outcome it was just a tough um just a tough tough series against Arizona State and Arizona State's just really good um you, they hung in there pretty tight they lost 4 to 3 in the first one and then lost 4 to 1 in the second and the final game finished out they lost 5 to nothing so you know, not 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 the greatest of finishes, but the, this is a team that's still young, as we've talked about so much, and so they're trying to figure out a lot of this stuff still. And so I think to be able to go down there and contest in a very tight one for the for the opener, that's a good sign. Now the, ba- the baseball team will be back 
here in Salt Lake City. They'll be playing at Smith's Ballpark on March 11th. That game will start at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Rivalry week as they will show off against, face off, I should say, against the BYU Cougars. Two games at Smith's Ballpark, and then they'll finish out the series down at Larry Miller Field in Provo. Utah lacrosse, tough weekend as they lost a uh, defensive battle against Jacksonville in their first home opener, um, 8-3. to three. Jacksonville comes out on top with the victory. Uh, second lowest scoring output by a Utah opponent this season, but unfortunately the Utes, uh, the lax Utes just didn't have the off offense, which... This is a team that likes to get out, and they like to run, they like to be fast, and they like to score. Um, so it's a little bit of a, a surprise to see them not not do that. Coach Brian Holman had some comments after the game, said, I thought we had a great week of practice, so I didn't sense it there, but we definitely didn't handle pressure really well. I thought we got manhandled there a little bit. I was really proud of our defense, though. I thought defensively, our athleticism shows up. That's something I knew before the year started, that most of our older, more veteran guys on are on the defensive side of the ball. And as he mentioned, Jacksonville was very aggressive and very pressuring on the offensive end. They do struggle a little bit when they're half field, half court. You know, when they're trying to run their offense, this team is really at, at their best when they're attacking. Um, they like, like I said, they like to turn balls over and get the ball up the field and moving as quickly as possible. And so tough loss for, uh, for the lax Utes this weekend. Um, but, you know, they'll bounce back. They've got a game against Westminster on the 13th. That one will be at 1 p.m. A fun little local matchup. Chance to catch the breath a little bit. And uh, probably get a win with that one. So, um, Also, with, with your updates this weekend, soccer drops a heartbreaker. Um, one nothing at California. It, just the soccer team's having a hard time getting started. I, I think they've only won one game off the top of my head. I, I may be wrong with that. Uh, women's tennis fell to number 12 California on the road as well. Uh, beach volleyball dropped two games. And um, men's tennis did pick up two two wins over the weekend, though. So good weekend for the men's basketball team, for volleyball and men's tennis. Way to go, gang. Way to get those wins. And... Um, that's your weekend recap. That's it also for today's episode. Thanks for hanging with me today, guys. Jake should be back tomorrow. We'll have lots more Utes coverage to talk about, as always. We'll break down in a little bit more in depth what to expect in the Pac-12 basketball tournament and also talk a little bit about what to expect as spring ball is around the corner for the University of Utah. Will we get a starting date maybe this week? Fingers crossed so that we can look forward to that and – Everything else that's coming your way will always keep you updated. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for subscribing, for rating, for reviewing. Thank you for telling your friends and family. The growth here has been just terrific, and we really, really do appreciate it. Um, thank you again for everything. Like I always try to tell you, your time is your most valuable asset, and for you to spend your time with us, we just very much appreciate it. That's it for today's episode. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for March 8th, 2021, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.